The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to your Monday evening here. It's uh, John Scholes along with employment lawyer Alex Luciferro, partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in this country. As we embark on another week of employment law shows, you can uh, text or at least um, email anytime as well. And that would be a help at employmentlawyer.ca. Reaching out to Alex, though, any other time possible and easy. 1-855-821-5900. Right there, 1-855-821-5900. And you can also use pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That uh, particular website was designed with you in mind to teach you all kinds of stuff, enlighten you on your employment law rights, what's owed to you possibly as far as severance and so many more aspects of employment law. And also the severance calculator is uh, is rolled into that as well, free and anonymous, the entire thing. But we're going to get to this tonight, workplace red flags. You have to take action if we'll start talking about those. But we always start off with the case of the day. Alex, what's going on, pal? Hey, Johnny. Thanks very much. Great to be mm-hmm. here as, all, as uh, usual, back for another live edition of the Employment Law Show, talking, uh, of course, our favorite subjects, workplace rights, termination of employment, severance, really anything under the employment law sun, if it has to do with your workplace rights, we're here to take your calls, take questions live on the air, as you said, John, for the next half hour. So please feel free to give us a call uh, and get your employment questions answered. It's been a busy, uh, busy start to the fall, uh, John, people contacting us about really all sorts of wild workplace situations, wanting to know if what their employer is doing uh, is legal, what they can do about it, of course, what options they have. Uh, and that's great, John. I mean, you know, as you mm-hmm. know, we encourage people to contact us. We encourage people to seek out that help, seek out that information, email us, call us at the office. Let's talk about it. The more informa- information and knowledge really anyone has, whether you're an employee, an independent contractor, an employer, you own a business, you operate a business, the more protected uh, and prepared you're going to be to deal with workplace issues if you get employment law advice. Of course, where you spend your job Uh, where you spend your time as an employee, you spend the majority of time at work, obviously. And so problems are going to happen. Disputes between you and your employer are going to arise. You know, nowadays, John, gone are those days of 35, 40-year employees working at the same company your entire career. Unfortunately, most people are going to be let go from their jobs at some point over the course of their career. Uh, And again, you need advice. You need help in a situation like that. You need professional advice. So again, if you're listening this evening, if you're dealing with a workplace uh, problem at work, or if if you've lost your job, or you know someone that's lost your job, don't be shy. Give us a call. You have options. You have solutions. Let's talk and figure it out. That's uh, square uh, one. That's where to start. And Mm -hmm. case in point, uh, John, the case of the day, an opportunity to talk about a matter that came across my desk. And I spoke to this gentleman just this afternoon, Uh, John, and it's an excellent example of what I was just talking about. Spoke to a gentleman. Uh, five-year employee, John, he is 50 years of age in a sales role within the company uh, and has been having a tough time at his employer over the past few months. He's been feeling singled out by his employer. He's being picked on effectively. He is doing things as he has historically done them. He's a top performer in the company. He's one of the top salespeople in the company, doing really, really well for the business, doing really well for himself, making a good income, earning commissions on sales. Mm-hmm. No no performance issues, John, no history of, of write-ups or anything like that. 
and out of nowhere, really, his boss, his direct manager, the general manager of the company, starts picking on him. Uh, and he feels it's unfair. He feels it's discriminatory. He feels like his boss is just picking on him for no good reason other than he just doesn't like uh, this employee. And so what does he do, John? What does any uh, reasonable person do in the circumstances when they're having this issues at work with a particular colleague or with a boss? He goes to HR. Sure. And he says, hey, HR, having trouble with my boss. He's not treating me very well. I feel like he's picking on me. He's singling me out for unreasonable things. Uh, micromanaging my work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. HR says, okay, don't worry, employee. We're going to look into this and get back to you. They recognize that they had an obligation to look into it. Uh, lo and behold, uh, John, the HR uh, director comes back to this individual and says, we've looked into the issue, and guess what? Your employment is terminated. We're offering you a severance cool. package. We don't want you at the company uh, anymore. Here's your termination letter. Please collect your belongings uh, and head out the door, and we'll figure the rest out you know, afterwards. So in response, John, to this gentleman voicing concerns about being picked on in the workplace, voicing concerns about his manager, the company's response, when they said they were going to look into it, the company's response was to simply let this employee go. Massive, massive problem for an employer. That is a huge no-no. As you very well know, John, you've been doing this show long enough. And probably as our listeners will know very well as well, you cannot punish an employee for voicing concerns about, for example, harassment in the workplace or a difficult or toxic work environment or some sort of concern about another employee that is what we call a reprisal and that's yep. exactly what the company did here rather than addressing the concerns rather than investigating the issues and coming up with a game plan moving forward they chose from what they probably saw was the easy route john and that's simply just kicking the employee to the curb that is a reprisal under the employment standards act in ontario it is a breach of the employment standards act this employer now not only owes this employee severance, and by the way, John, they made him a terrible severance offer. Of course. They offered him effectively, of course, exactly. We know the kind of employer we're dealing with already. They effectively offered him five weeks of termination pay as a five-year employee when this guy's probably actually owed something like six months of severance pay. So literally pennies on the dollar as compared to what this gentleman's actually owed as severance. Not only that, John, this gentleman uh, is likely going to be receiving additional damages for the way in which he's been treated. Not wow. only is he owed severance, but he's also going to get further compensation as a result of the company's conduct here. Why? Because again, you cannot punish an employee for filing a complaint, uh, for raising concerns about a workplace environment. You have a legal obligation to investigate those concerns and to not punish an employee for doing that. This particular employer made a big mistake in this situation, uh, uh, John, and luckily this individual reached out to us. I had a conversation with him. We're going to be assisting him from here on out. And listen, in a few weeks' time, I'm, you know, I'm hoping to report back some, with some good news. Despite the difficult circumstances, we will likely be able to resolve this gentleman's situation in a straightforward and relatively easy matter. I think this employer is, uh, is on course for a rude awakening, John. Luckily, uh, reached out for sure, which is why we always encourage people to do exactly that. The topic for the night, workplace red flags. You have to take action if we're going to get to those talking points. Employment Law Show continues. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back to the show. Indeed, it's Schools here along with Alex Luciferro handling things, doing all the heavy lifting, really, as he does every Monday night here in the Employment Law Show. You want to reach out to Alex when we're not doing this particular show, you can do so. one 821 5,900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get into our uh, topic here in just a bit because that's always uh, where we go for the uh, the back half of the show, workplace red flags. You have to take action if, but we always get to our phone calls first. And uh, Jihad, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's on your mind, pal? Well, well my son worked for a, a company and uh, for about 15, 15 to 17 years and uh, he, is, he was suspended for three days, and then after the three days, he was asked to attend the office, which he was afraid to attend due to some uh, issues that company is going to take against him. So he called and he said, I'm not coming. I would be coming with my lawyer. But he didn't have a lawyer yet at that time. So they said, no, come, we'll send you a letter of termination. And they did send him a letter of termination. And have they offered anything in the form of severance? Uh, nothing. Jihad? Nothing at so, all. So this is a situation we see relatively often, Jihad, in the sense that uh, employers will let employees go for cause. For cause meaning they are alleging that your son did something so terribly wrong uh, that they have the right to terminate him without severance. Mm-hmm. Now, what needs to be said is that uh, cause for termination is a very high bar. You have to do something really fundamentally, drastically wrong, whether that's misconduct or prolonged poor performance, in order for an employer to actually have cause for termination. So it depends on what your son did, uh, Jahed. If he did something very seriously wrong, then the employer may have cause to terminate him without severance. If he didn't do anything wrong, well, then certainly, uh, certainly he's owed severance. Even if he did something wrong, but it's relatively minor, that perhaps, for example, warranted a suspension rather than a termination, he would still be owed severance. So it is a question of degree. And again, the bar is very high for the employer, not the employee. I would encourage your son, Jahad, to give us a call at the office. Let's talk about a situation in, in, in detail. Let's understand what the company is alleging, what his response is. Odds are... He is owed severance, again, unless he did something terribly wrong. Uh, And it's going to be based on his age, position, and years of service. So if he's been there for a long time, he is going to be owed a significant amount of severance. Jihad, there's no point getting into the details over the radio. I'd I'd suggest we keep it confidential. Tell your son to give us a call. Let's talk to him. Let's figure things out, and we can go from there. He has options, so make sure he he contacts us. And here is that number to reach out to Alex. Uh, just mentioned one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Rob, thanks for coming uh, coming on the show, pal. What's going on with you? How are you? Good. What's up? Well, I'm an employer. I just have a quick question for you. Now, let me give you a quick background on it. Uh, I've got an employee. She's been working with us for past, uh, I guess, approximately about six months, and uh, um, she's only worked three days a week. And uh, with a normal shift of starting about around 8 a.m. And uh, since she didn't have transportation, we we offered her that we could pick her up if if we're in the area. So on and off, we've been doing that. Um, But unfortunately, she contacted us about a 
month ago and said that she wants to switch starting later. So a couple hours later, um, which for us is not really a problem to accommodate her because of her child. But the problem is that we cannot, uh, you know, pick her up anymore. And uh, we communicated that with her, um, that we could, more, uh, we'd be more than happy to set her up with a later shift, but we won't be able to pick, uh, you know, pick her up. And uh, uh, ever since then, we haven't been able to get a hold of her. We've uh, two weeks now. We've been uh, trying mm-hmm. via phone, email, um, uh, text, even uh, for her to contact us if she wants to continue employment. If she, uh, what, what's her decision? And uh, no response. Any ideas what we can uh, <laughs> what we can do in this? Uh, it's it's a weird one, eh? Yeah. It is, Rob. It, it's a bit of a weird one, and and I mean, really, what what you're looking for here is some degree of certainty, right? I mean, some degree of clarity as to well, what's going to happen here? Is she going to, you know, accept the new the new schedule that that works better for her and figure her transportation out, or is she no longer interested? I mean, you need an answer to those questions. Certainly, if you've been following up with her for two weeks already. And you've done it multiple different ways, importantly. So if you've tried calling her and text messaging her and perhaps emailing her, and there's been no response to any of that since, and it's been two weeks, I think you are now well-placed to effectively draw a line in the sand. So I think what you should be doing is, in writing, Rob, uh, emailing her and text messaging her, making sure she gets the message that, uh, you know, effectively, you haven't heard from her in two weeks, uh, these are your options, right? You can either accept the new hours uh, and find your own way to work, or you can continue on on the old schedule if you prefer, but we need an answer definitively by mm-hmm. and give her a week to respond, uh, Rob. Okay. You know, if it's if today's Monday, give her until, and, and you message her, let's say this evening, give her until Friday at five to respond. And you may want to say in that message, if I don't hear from you by Friday, you, you know, I'll take that as a sign that you're you're no longer interested in working for us and we'll process your record of employment. So effectively draw a line in the sand saying, you know, if we don't hear from you, we're going to assume that you resigned your employment and you're no longer interested in working for us. That's OK to do at this stage, Rob, if you have been trying to chase her down and contact her for the past two weeks. I certainly wouldn't do that as my first step. Right. You want to try and you want to give the employee the benefit of the doubt and make a few efforts to try and reach them. But if you've done that already and it's been unsuccessful, you know, you can't just keep chasing her forever. You have to draw on the line and ascend uh, at some point, and, and that's how you do it. And listen, hopefully you hear back from her and you can work things out. If she's a good employee, you want to keep her around. Otherwise, maybe she's moved on already and she just hasn't bothered notifying you. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. well, then it's better you know that now rather than later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, no, it sounds pretty straightforward to send me a message back saying, look, I'm not, no longer interested, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> or whatever That's the right. case may be. But yeah. I appreciate this. Thank you very much for your uh, your advice, and uh, I, I certainly will follow it. Yeah, thanks, yeah, no Rob. Problem. Appreciate the call. And uh, and follow up with us, too. Let us know what happens at a later date for sure. Any other uh, questions you have, you can uh, you can call Alex, Rob, one 821 5,900, but you still got some time now. If you're listening, uh, just like Rob, make that call. Get an answer. Just works just like that. Let's get into this, power Workplace red flags. You have to take action if you feel your employer is building a case against you. Break that down for me. Yeah, so we're going to talk about a couple of different scenarios here, uh, John, where 
you need to act as an employee. And this is so fundamentally important because, you know, unfortunately it does happen where people will come to us and weeks, if not months have passed and they've allowed a situation to fester. And that is always going to be problematic for an employee. Number one, just practically speaking, it makes the situation worse, uh, John, if a, if a workplace problem festers. And number two, strategically and legally speaking, your uh, rights and your options as an employee may uh, ultimately be limited if you've allowed right. a situation to fester. And an employer building a case against you, and what I mean by that is when an employer is uh, writing you up for issues that you don't feel are fair or putting you on a performance improvement plan, uh, you know, criticizing your performance or perhaps even suspending your employment or giving you some sort of discipline, uh, John, mm -hmm. if that is happening to you, your employer may very well be building a case against you and yes. kind of setting you up for a potential termination. In a situation like that, you want to speak to an employment lawyer right away because there are things that you should be doing Right? You shouldn't just be accepting that discipline. Certainly, if it's unjustified, you shouldn't be accepting that discipline and just playing along. What we will typically advise employees in that situation is put your position down, your response down to your employer uh, on paper, in writing. By paper, I mean usually email nowadays, but you know, yeah. in writing, back to your employer and provide a uh, in-the-moment response to whatever is occurring at that time. So if you are given a performance improvement plan or if you are written up and given some sort of reprimand letter or disciplinary letter, don't just accept it and sign it and move on with your employment. If you don't agree with the discipline, well, send an email back to your employer explaining why you disagree. It doesn't have to be nasty. It doesn't have to be aggressive. You can actually be very polite and professional about the whole thing, but put your opinion and your position down in writing whether it's a factual disagreement, if you don't agree with what actually happened, or if you just disagree with the actual punishment itself and you feel it's unfair, make sure you put it down in writing. Otherwise, your employer will be able to use that against you in the future, and your side of, side of the story isn't in writing. It's not on paper yeah. if you haven't done it at the time. Let's grab another call in between those talking points. John, thanks for taking the time. What's your question? Uh, yes, I want to know if there's a statute of limitations because I'm a PSW and I um, did not get a record of employment form from the boss and I'm out that money. I paid into that insurance. Are you talking about uh, employment insurance, John? Yeah, the uh, UIC, which I paid because yeah. the accountant took it off the paycheck every week. Sure. So listen, generally speaking, the statute of limitations for employment matters is two years. Uh, it's not always the case, but that's generally speaking the, the case. Now, if you were employed and paying into EI, paying into employment insurance, uh, but your employer did not issue a record of employment, uh, that's okay. I would recommend, John, you contact Service Canada anyway and explain the situation. Explain that the employer has not issued a record of employment, despite the fact that they should have. If you get, if you speak to the right person, they will likely investigate the issue. And I have seen, John, situations where an individual, an employee will qualify for employment insurance, despite the fact that the employer never issued the record of employment. Employment insurance uh, has that power. Service Canada has that power. Of course, it's context 
specifics. So it really depends on the circumstances. But if your employer was wrong to not issue a record of employment, I've seen Service Canada get around that issue by taking the employee's word for it effectively. You might have to provide some pay stubs, et cetera, uh, and having that person qualify for EI anyway. Well, my boss died. She was 104. And um, wow. her, her trustee um, died. So I guess I'm, I'm out of luck because I don't, they're both gone. Well, and that's my point, John. You're not necessarily out of luck because oh. you, can, you, you can apply anyway, right? And, and, and as I just said, I have seen situations where despite the fact that there is no record of employment yeah. formally issued yeah. by the employer, the employee qualifies for EI anyway. Oh, you might okay. have to provide your, some evidence yourself, right? Hopefully you have some pay stubs, some sort yeah. of evidence that you were paid as an employee and paid into EI. And again, I think you can get around that hurdle, provided that this happened relatively recently. I mean, if we're talking okay. years and years ago, it might be much more difficult. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks for, for answering my question. Thanks, John, for your time taking the uh, taking the call tonight, for sure. Back to this, Alex, we got a couple more of these in our remaining time. That is workplace red flags. You have to take action if you were offered, uh-oh, the new employment agreement. Hello. Yeah, and again, we see this more and more as time goes by, uh, yeah. uh, John. I mean, it's always been an issue, but, but you know, especially over COVID, as we get into perhaps, you know, a, a little bit of a of a more difficult economic climate, uh, talks mm-hmm. of recession, et cetera. Employers are looking for ways to save money, and one of the main ways that an employer can save money when it comes to employment, when it comes to uh, engaging employees, is to have employment contracts that limit their employees' severance entitlements. And so you can be a ten year employee or a twenty year employee, and you've always worked on a handshake and kind of impl- what we call implied terms of employment. So it's just the right. way it is, the way it's always been. And out of nowhere, your employer will come to you and say, hey, we're updating our HR policies and everybody needs new employment agreements. Here's a new employment agreement to sign. You know, look at the, you know, look at the big ticket items. Look at, make sure your salary's okay. Make sure your position's okay. Make sure your vacation's right. And just sign off by the end of the day very quickly and get it back to me. That's how some employers will present it. Uh, and mm-hmm. The big problem in that situation, and, and again, the reason why you need to take action in that situation is because it is never beneficial for an employee, John, to sign an employment agreement like that. All an employer is doing is protecting themselves and limiting their liability and their risk when they ask an employee to sign an employment agreement. And so as an employee, you need to make sure that the severance provisions are okay, uh, that all of the other provisions about your the, do, the, your the nature of your job responsibilities, potentially some language about temporary layoffs might be in there. All of those might be red flags. You should not be signing off on an employment agreement uh, just kind of on the fly because your employer asked you to. If you are being offered a new employment agreement mid-employment, you need to speak with an employment lawyer because that could be a major change to the terms uh, of your employment. You can sign that agreement and you can be leaving tens and tens and tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table when it comes to severance, especially if you're a longer service uh, employee. The reality is your employer can let you go the next day yep. uh, and you would be owed less severance because you signed that contract. It's another issue that you need to take care of right away. Don't just sign blindly and don't let it linger either. If you've been offered an employment contract, speak to an employment lawyer about it as soon as possible. And that is where we got a wrap for tonight, but that's okay. We're back in here tomorrow at 6.30, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Employment Law Show is here. Want to reach out to Alex now that we're done? one 821 
5900 simple. And the email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for all other matters, your first stop should be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time tomorrow night, Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.